Hey, if you enjoy this show or have learned anything from it, would you take a minute and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? I know most of you listen on Apple, so right now, go to the show, scroll to the bottom of the page, and give us a star rating. Or better yet, leave us a review and we'll feature it right here on the show. It helps us to know you're listening and we'd really appreciate it. All right, on to the episode. Hey there, welcome to the Work From Home Voice Actor Podcast. I'm Melanie Scroggins. I'm a fellow voice actor and your motivational guide through the world of VO. In this show, we talk about all things voiceover, and I answer your most asked questions about the industry and how you can be successful working from home as a voice actor. In this episode, we'll be reviewing data from the 2021 State of Voiceover Survey. The survey offers in-depth and specific information about what the VO industry looks like at this very moment. And while things change all the time, this information is super helpful for me, for you, and for anyone else currently working in or interested in working in voiceover. Before we hop into the episode, we've created a much smaller survey with questions we have for you about your voiceover business pursuits. If you're interested, we'd really appreciate you taking the time to fill out the survey. The link will be in the show notes. All right, let's dive in. We talk a lot on this show about how the voiceover landscape is ever evolving because of advances in communication, access, and tools across the board when it comes to how we do work as a global society. And surveys like this one offer us a chance to peek inside a very specific aspect of that society, one that is relevant to you and to me, the world of the voice actor. For reference, here is some background information about this survey from the State of VO's site directly. So the state of voiceover in 2021 was put together by an independent group of voice actors. It's sponsored by Voice Actors of NYC, which is a not-for-profit community group for voice actors living in the NYC area and beyond. The survey was published on January 15th, 2021 and closed on February 1st, 2021. It was available in English and Spanish, and there were 1,244 responses collected in total. The participants in the survey came from three main sources a few unsponsored posts on Twitter and Reddit, voiceover-specific Facebook groups, and an email list of over 800 voice actors with professional home studios. The most encouraging trend we saw in the data collection process was that the results stayed roughly the same after we reached 250 responses. So from the 250th response to the 1244th response, the data was nearly unchanged. This tells us that we have a fairly representative sample of voice actors. Okay. So I'm going to start by talking about the results of the full survey and then share more about what this data looks like based on data submitted by talent at three identified levels, beginner, intermediate, and pro, professional. Note that we will not discuss every aspect of this survey, but rather I'll take a few pieces of data from each part of the five-part survey, and then we'll talk about the results. If you would like to review the full survey yourself, check out the link in the show notes. Okay. In part one, the first question we'll discuss is, how long have you been a voice actor? And these results were given based on years. So when participants were asked how long they'd been a voice actor, the data is pretty even across the board. So 22.9% say three to five years, 21.2% say five to 10 years, and 11.3% say zero to one years. Now, if we look at this same question based on what participants claimed is their level of expertise, we see that 55.7% of beginners believe that their beginner status is based on zero to one years of experience, 
while 29.4% of people who claim to be beginners say they still consider themselves beginners after one to two years of experience. And lastly, 13.4% of people who claim to be beginners have on average three to five years of experience. Now, if we look at the group of voice actors who claim to be intermediate, we see that the greatest percentage of participants believe that three to five years of experience dictates their intermediate status, while 24.9% say one to two years of experience is enough to consider themselves intermediate. And finally, 19.1% believe that it takes five to 10 years of experience to consider themselves intermediate level voice actors. Let's take a look at the group of voice actors who claim to be pros. 31.1% say that 15 plus years of experience in the field warrants pro status, while 28.8% of participants say that five to 10 years is enough experience. And finally, 21.3% say that 10 to 15 years of experience makes them a professional voice actor. Okay, so what does this particular group of stats tell us? It tells us the level at which we perceive ourselves is mostly subjective. And if that's the case, what are we supposed to understand about this information? Well, considering that a percentage, though a very small one, so 0.5%, claim that after 15 years of experience would still consider themselves a beginner, and 31.1% of professionals say that 15 plus years of experience warrants pro status, the decision is really on each individual. Because who's to say who makes a beginner versus an intermediate versus a professional? What defines a beginner and what defines a professional? So here at the Work From Home Voice Actor, we define a beginner or hobbyist as someone who works as a voice actor doing unpaid or low paying, so not industry standard rated jobs and cannot live off of what they make through their voiceover services alone. And we define a professional as any voice actor who works for professional voiceover rates based closely on the GVAA rate guide on a full-time basis. Personally, this took me a little over a year. In other words, I have been a voice actor now for four years, doing mostly hobby work. So for those first two years, I was a hobbyist. But I would say I've only been a professional voice actor, getting paid industry standard rates, making a full-time living that me and my husband can live off of for a little over two years now. So while my journey is just one example of how the tides are turning with how long one has to be in the industry to be considered a professional voice actor, I believe this trend is only increasing, and the data here shows us that is most likely the case. So here's the second stat we're going to talk about. It's another encouraging and prominent stat from part one. So it's based on the question, where do you currently live and work? So most participants at all levels, beginner, intermediate, and pro, live somewhere else other than New York or LA. So we're seeing a shift in where a voice actor can live to work in voiceover. This includes 53.7% of people who say they're beginners, 51.1% at the intermediate level, and 53.4% of those who claim to be professionals. So almost the exact percentage of each level do not live in New York or LA. And while historically professional voice actors had to be part of the union to get good paying jobs, when asked what union status are you, 88.8% of beginners, 81.1% of intermediates, and almost 50% of pros are non-union. Okay, now since we have a better understanding of where most of us live and work, i.e. outside of New York and LA, in part two of the study, it talks about how many of us claim to have a broadcast quality home studio. Note that broadcast quality historically meant what was high enough quality to be broadcast over the radio. And the term is now a little bit less concrete with the home studio revolution just taking over. But according to Voice123's blog, broadcast quality can be defined as audio that is produced 
that is one, clear as opposed to muffled. Two, is noise-free, so no hissing or other buzzing in the background of the audio. Three, it lacks environmental sounds like others talking or dogs barking. Four, there's no echo or reverb in the voice. Five, there's no distortion, so peaking, that kind of thing. Six, there's seamless editing, so there's no obvious breaks in the audio. Seven, there's no breaths or mistakes. Eight, it's loud enough for the listener. And nine, overall, the audio needs to be listened to easily or quote unquote, good sounding. So with all of these elements in mind, let's take a look at the data when voice actors were asked, do you have a broadcast quality home studio? So 54.2% of beginners claim to have a broadcast quality home studio. 74.2% of intermediates say they do as well. And we end with 93.2% of all professionals saying that they have a broadcast quality home studio. So these stats are interesting because it does kind of follow the beginners have the least, pros have the most. The biggest reason this particular stat matters is because while broadcast quality may seem subjective, there are very real elements and expectations in audio that must be met for us to be able to grow our businesses effectively, i.e. assess our home studio ourselves or by a professional so we know what we need to produce this level of audio. Otherwise, some of us may be submitting subpar audio, which is costing us jobs, and we may never know it. So as a voice actor working from home, whether our studio is in our closet or is a standalone customized space, we must assess the quality of audio we're submitting for our auditions and to our clients every single time, no matter if we consider ourselves beginners or professionals or say we have a broadcast quality home studio but especially if we consider ourselves professionals. So what about the types of voiceover jobs voice actors are getting across the board? So when asked what kinds of voiceover, i.e. which genres of voiceover do you most often do? In part two of the study, voice actors at all levels claimed that commercials is the number one genre they get hired for the most, followed directly by animation for beginners, corporate narration for intermediates, as well as for the professionals. The next stat I want to discuss comes out of part three of this study that of income. Because while which talent level we're at or if our home studio produces a broadcast quality sound, what a voice actor makes each year is much less subjective as that number is more concrete for each of us at the end of any given year. It is what it is, in other words. So when asked what was your gross income from VO in 2020 in USD, 93.9% of beginners, 71.5% of intermediates, and 20% of all professionals claim that they made zero to $8,000 for that entire year. 5.1% of beginners, 16.9% of intermediates, and 17.3% of professionals claim they made eight to $20,000 in 2020. So we see the data get a little bit more limited for those claiming to be beginners and intermediates after this particular dollar range. So after the $20,000 mark. We see that when we get to more livable wages, so twenty dollars to $40,000, depending on where you live, the numbers drop a bit. And we see that 0.5% of beginners, 7.4% of intermediates, and 17.5% of professionals made this particular amount in 2020, so up to $40,000. And most beginners completely drop off after the $20,000 mark, while the stats of the intermediates get more precise and the professionals are much more spread out across the board. So 17.8% of professionals claim forty dollars to $75,000, 16.9% are at that seventy five dollars to $150,000 mark, and 5.9% say that they're at the $150,000 to $250,000 mark. We see a very small percentage making more than that in voiceover as a professional per year, 
but the range extends all the way to $500,000 plus dollars. Personally, I believe this stat to be the most important for any level of talent. Why? Because if we're going to look at ourselves and our businesses based on our individual goals, income, what we make, or the possibility of what we could make, regardless of the level we're at, will inform us as to whether or not voiceover is right for us or not. And while psychology teaches us that self-provided data is not the most reliable, let's just assume these numbers are at least 90% accurate. Because stats like 20% of voice actors claiming to be professionals and saying they only made up to $8,000 in 2020 may be a bit skewed, depending on who is providing the information. However, on average, this data tells us that beginners and hobbyists are making anywhere from zero to $8,000 a year. Intermediates follow right behind, making a little more than that in the eight dollars to $20,000 range. And professionals are much more widespread and make more money in voiceover across the board, ranging anywhere from zero to $500,000 plus per year. So moving on to part four of this study. Now, when we're talking about data and how it can lay out the possibilities for us and how much work we can get and how much money we can make, it's all about our efforts, what we're doing to make that money, what we're putting in, how we're actively helping our businesses grow or not. And I find these results in the survey most fascinating. So when asked, how many auditions do you typically do in a day, 46% of beginners, 29.2% of intermediates, and 15.8% of professionals say they only submit up to one audition per day, followed by 24.2% of beginners, 23% of intermediates, and 26.6% of professionals claiming they only do up to two auditions a day. Okay, so why is this so fascinating to me? Because I'm a firm believer that especially at the beginner and intermediate levels, voice actors are playing a numbers game. The only way out of beginner intermediate level status is to put in the time, money, and effort to audition. Because auditioning is marketing, even when you're a pro. So this stat shows me that voice actors leave a ton on the table, at least those 1,244 who were responding to this survey. So if you haven't listened to the latest episode of The Other Mic, we talk about the role of luck, fate, whatever you want to call it, and how it plays into our businesses, but how in order to get to where we say we want to go, we have to try something, do anything, and put ourselves in a position to let luck help us out a little. So another stat in part four that historically would encompass a large number of voice actors is based on the question, are you represented by an agent? So it's not surprising that 77.5% of beginners, 52.6% of intermediates, and 14% of pros claim they do not have an agent, while 22.5% of beginners, 47.4% of intermediates, and 87% of pros say they do have an agent. But when asked what percentage of your total income comes from the work you get through your agent or manager, 80.6% of beginners little over 60% of intermediates and almost 20% of pros claim that none of their income from 2020 came from the work they got through agents. Now, on the beginner and intermediate level, these numbers are not surprising. But on the professional level, it's really interesting that the data shows that 54.5% of the total income professionals claimed that was from agents only makes up 20% of their total yearly income. So for me, This shows us that agents are an additional tool that we can add to our toolbox, but they're actually not essential for getting jobs and making money as voice actors at any level anymore. And finally, part five, in this part of the study, 
They dig a little more deeply into specific ways that voice actors are making money outside of agents and managers. So when asked, do you use an online casting site or pay-to-play site? 62.5% of beginners, 73.5% of intermediates, and 60.2% of professionals said yes. That's over half of all voice actors at all levels. And this is pretty indicative of how beneficial casting sites have been and are to the voiceover industry. The marketplace provides access to opportunities unlike the industry has ever experienced before this point. Now, when asked which casting sites they use, most voice actors at all levels use Voice123 more than any other site, followed by Voices.com, Bidalgo, and Backstage. Now, when asked what percentage of income comes from work booked through these sites, both new clients and recurring clients, 51.3% of beginners, 30.7% of intermediates, and 33.9% of pros say that none of their income comes from casting sites, while almost 50% of beginners, almost 70% of intermediates, and 66.1% of pros say that anywhere from one to all of their income comes from casting sites. So in the last group of stats, we saw that voice acting pros get roughly 20% of their work on average from agents. And this stat tells us that casting sites make up about 37.8% of the total income claimed by pros, which shows us that casting sites offer more income possibility by almost 50% than agents. When asked if you do direct marketing your business, 34.9% of beginners, 54.2% of intermediates, and 57.7% of pros say that they do. And when asked what percentage of their income comes from direct marketing, their website, and other sources that are not agents or pay-to-play sites, beginners say that 38.9%, intermediates say 70%, and pros say that 80.6%, anywhere from 1% to 100% of their gross income per year comes from those sources. So in other words, most work for beginners most likely comes from casting sites and other similar sources, and the majority of income of intermediates and professionals comes from the other sources outside of agents and casting sites on average. While data never seems sexy, the information it provides can be its own form of attractive. It's only through this kind of information that we can better understand what an industry looks like on the whole through different parts. We are all in silos most of the time when we work, so it's helpful to see what direction the industry is heading, especially after a year like 2020. And while this data does not encompass all voice actors everywhere across the globe, it can give us a good look into the voiceover landscape where we might fit in, where we can grow, and the various opportunities we have in voiceover, no matter our location or talent level. I would highly encourage you to check this data out for yourself by going to the full survey in the show notes. If you're a hobbyist looking to be a work-from-home professional, this information can inform the goals you set for yourself and start to help you formulate how you'll move forward. Reminder, we will be on parental leave until the new year. But when we come back, we have some really exciting news about upcoming products and ways that you can accelerate your voiceover business growth. Until then, remember, doing nothing is still doing something. What are you going to do to get closer to who you want to be and what you want to be doing this time next year? 2022 could be the year you go from a hobbyist to a professional. And it all begins with a few important decisions. If you're interested, we would love to hear from you. We've created a short survey about what you're looking for in your voiceover pursuits, and we would greatly appreciate you taking the time to fill it out. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays to you all, and we'll talk to you next time.